Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John. What was that? Hey, John. I'm you from the future. Okay, me from the future. Why are you here? Yeah, so I found this really dope podcast episode on paradoxes, and I had this crazy idea. What if I go back in time, give it to you, then you copy it, and then it's our episode? Uh, okay, so, 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 so what this tells me is that in the future, I'm still going to be an idiot. Because isn't it the case that in a couple of years, I'm going to have to then find this episode and then bring it back to myself now so I can copy it now? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a time loop, but that's no big deal. We got that all figured out in the future. Yeah, but that's not the problem, though. Because like, if I bring this episode back to myself to copy it over and over again, then who originally made the episode? Uh, yeah, so I don't really know how that works in its entirety, but at least give the episode a listen. <sighs> Whatever, I guess. Go ahead, play it. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, aka the Smurfer. Hey, would you look at that? I'm level 105. Finally, it feels like we barely put any time in this game. I know, man. It feels like we got this game yesterday. I'm up to something like, ah, uh, 78 days of playtime. And every hour together with you, man, when we exploit the terrible matchmaking system and destroy new low-level players has been some of the best times of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got this game for Christmas. Ah, I wouldn't trade these moments for anything, buddy. Oh, man, well, there's another brand new player. Poor son of a bitch doesn't even know what's about to happen to him. All right, buddy, what are we doing here? You want to kill him and teabag him, or do you want me to spawn... Oh, my God, it's a freaking Smurf account! Everyone hates Smurfs, unless they're the ones Smurfing. That's how, that's usually how things go anyway. Everyone hates the big bad person, unless until they become the big bad person. It's like everyone is gets mad at the uber-rich people. But it's like if you were uber rich, you wouldn't be mad at uber rich people. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. But Smurfing's the worst, actually, though. Like, <laughs> like what, playing against Smurfs is just, like, painfully infuriating. Because it's like you know you can't do anything. Because they're just so freaking brokenly good. Because they've put the last 30 years of their life into a game that's only been out for five years. And yet... Like, <laughs> it's annoying. Either way, it is June 27th. It is a Saturday. Nope, it's Sunday. Hopefully, you're having an absolutely amazing day. Hopefully, your weekend is going well. Hopefully, you're enjoying your Sunday. My day uh, started off pretty interesting. I had the mother of all nosebleeds this morning. And the thing is, I didn't even realize it necessarily until later so like you know when like, you're in a deep sleep right and you like get woken up by something or someone wakes you up and for like the next 45 seconds to like a minute and a half two minutes you can't really process anything that's happening like <laughs> language doesn't make any sense nothing makes any sense and you don't even know where you are like that type of stuff yes yeah, so that's what happened to me so like i woke up I don't even know, like 3, 4 a.m. because of the nosebleed. Like, I think I've mentioned it before. I used to get nosebleed a lot when I was younger anyway. And so it's like, if I'm sleeping and a nosebleed's about to happen, I wake up. It's like a impulse, I guess. My brain does it somehow. So I woke up right before it started. 
and then like I felt my nose starting to fill up with blood coming on my back. And so I was like, ah, oh, my nose is bleeding. And so I get up to go to the restroom to, you know, handle it. But like, I'm so dazed and confused onto like what is actually happening in reality at the moment. <laughs> so like, I didn't even turn the lights on, like at all. Didn't turn the lights on the restroom, nothing like that. It felt like it wasn't that bad, right? So like, I go to the restroom, go into like the toilet area, grab some toilet paper, blow my nose. I look at it. It's dark, so I can't really see much. I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad anyway. And so, you know, blowing a little bit more. Eventually, blood stopped. It, would, it didn't take that long. It felt pretty quick, at least in my head. And then I just go back to bed, knock out pretty much the second my head is the pillow, right? So then this morning, uh, get up, go to use the restroom, and like all over my sink area, bunch of blood, where the actual, like, toilet is, because that's where the toilet paper was. There's blood on the toilet seat, because I had to lean over the toilet seat to get the toilet paper. There was blood on the floor on the toilet seat. Then I looked down, and there was blood on my feet. <laughs> and I'm like, who did I freaking kill last night? Like, Jesus Christ. It didn't feel that bad, but, like, I bled a lot. I just didn't realize it, because I was in that, like, dazed condition. It was pretty strange. But, uh, hey, I'm still here. Haven't died from a nosebleed. I don't think anyone has ever died from a nosebleed. Can you even? I'm pretty sure your blood will eventually clot. Well, if you have like blood clotting problems and you have a nosebleed, I would presume you, you could probably die from it. Because like, you know, your blood won't be able to clot. So it just keep coming out. But also like your, 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 your nose is probably like the least plausible place for like, how many years of blood do you have to lose to bleed out? Is it like... Two liters? Or three liters? How many liters of blood is in the human body? Oh, wait, now I'm curious. Okay, we gotta look this up. liters <laughs> of blood are in the human body. <laughs> Ten point as pints. Five liters. Unless you're pregnant, then you might have 50% more blood in your body which would be 7.5 liters. So I would assume if you lose like 2.5 liters of blood, probably dead. <laughs> but also I feel like from the nasal region, like that's the least likely place you would lose 2.5 liters of blood. And actually, but now I don't know if 2.5 liters is an accurate number. So I have to look up how much blood do you have to lose to die, which Google's gonna think I'm a murderer. How much blood? To lose before you die. Hey, someone searched it up before I did, so I'm not that dangerous. If you lose more than 40% of your blood or 2,000 milliliters, I can't do that. That's two liters. I was pretty close because 2,000 milliliters is just 1,000 milliliters in a liter, right? Really? 1,000? Yeah. So, yeah, two liters. I was pretty close. So, yeah, I feel like you're not going to lose two liters of blood throughout your nose. If you do, though, well, that's a problem. <laughs> but I guess it won't be your problem because you'll be dead. But either way, uh, I uh, yesterday when I was driving, I had this crazy idea. Just random brainstorm idea. It was an interesting one. And I was really thinking on it for a bit because, like, when it came to me, I was like, that's stupid. But then I thought about it more. 
And I was like, that might not be that stupid. But it still might be stupid because, of course, I'm the one revealing my own thoughts. So, like, I don't think it's stupid. But when I say it out loud, it might actually be stupid. But hear it out. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. So, what I was thinking would be, like, if you were to create a charity called By the People for the People, right? And it would be set up like, like a fund, like a big fund that, like, celebrities or famous people could put money into... And then the money would go out to people that are in need of financial help, right? And the idea goes along with the name, because the name came first, but it goes along with the idea, and that is like celebrities of varying kinds are all considered celebrities because of their fans, right? If you have no fans, then you're not a celebrity. You're just a normal human being, right? So it's the fans that have supported them financially for many years, like they're the ones who built their career, they bought their music, they've gone to their movies, they've paid to go to their shows, all that stuff, That that's money that their fans have spent on them, pretty much, right? So then, with this, it's kind of a way to give back to their fans who have given them so much money, and it would be helping out people in need, right? And so like, I mean, when I think about it, though, there really wouldn't be a way for, like, the money to go directly to their fans. But does that even matter, though? Because, like, it isn't necessarily their biggest fan that needs to get financial help from the fund. It could be anyone. They don't have to be, like, the, the, the number one fan or a fan of a certain person. But just, like, you know, as a celebrity anyway, you don't know all your fans by name. And anyone could lie about who's a fan of who. So it'd just be a, a big fund. But you get the, you get the, it's the concept, right? This, this, the concept. And then, like, people can apply to be helped out by the fund. And, of course, it would be an application process to determine the eligibility. So that way, like, it wouldn't be, you know, a privatized version of the PPP loans from last year. <laughs> that didn't go so well. Uh, but, yeah, so there would be a way to, you know, weed out people who inevitably try to scam the system and, like, request money when they don't need it. But... It would be a really dope thing to do, though, because, like, it's a win all the way around for everyone involved, right? For these celebrities, it's a way to directly give back to the people who have built them and supported them for such a long time to get them to the point that they're at, right? And then on top of that, since it would be a charitable donation, they could write it off on their taxes. They would love that. <laughs> and, you know, also the people who are in need of like financial help can now be helped and they're being helped from you know their role model the people they look up to people they want to be like people they support it's like it's you know what i'm saying it's it's a, it's a happy circle right like and then, and then you know there could be like a category of things that the fund could be used for for people right so you could be used for like helping pay for like basic groceries or could even help with, like, covering childcare costs so the parent could work. Or you could even do, like, scholarships for kids who, don't, who have a desire to, like, you know, go to college but can't afford to. Right? The avenues for helping people are absolutely endless. Right? And now that I'm saying this, like, out loud, it kind of sounds like how during the height of the pandemic and, like, quarantine and stuff, like, there were some celebrities that, like, said they would cash up some money to people in need. So it's kind of like that pretty much, but except it's on, like, a more massive scale, 
right? Because like now it's like all the money will be pulled together in a central place. And so that way you can reach way more people than just like talking about it on Twitter to the people that specifically necessarily only follow you. But it could go to, you could reach a larger mass of people, right? And of course, like with, with that being said, like I, I, I have no idea how to start a charity. I have no idea what goes into creating a charity. All things like that. I don't have the slightest clue. So like everything that I just said could be absolutely not feasible. Like at all. I could just be like speaking crazy. I don't know. Because like if there's someone who knows how to do charity work. They're probably like, pointing out every single flaw in, something that I, in everything that I just said. So like you know. Yeah. It is what it is. There's probably a million flaws in everything what I just said. Because I'm talking from a place from, you know, no experience. I'm just talking from wild ideas. But, like, even with that limited knowledge of the subject matter, right, I, I think that would be a really dope charity idea. Just personally. Because, right? like, if everything I said was realistically feasible, it would be, it'd be, pretty, it'd be a pretty impactful charity, right? Like, that would be one that could further connect celebrities to their fans. And then, more importantly, it could help a lot of people in need. And then it could boost a lot of people, like, in life, whether that be... From being able to like go to college or being able to work and have a little more money on hand to survive because I mean, you don't have to worry about paying for childcare, like at least for a few months you know something like that like it's it's that'd be really good also it's kind of simply just doing what our government is struggling to do because like the whole idea of like free child care or at least assistance child care has been like heavily debated upon uh in the government can't be agreed upon probably will not be agreed upon and so, with this charity, kind of just privatizing those kind of things, like helping people, you're kind of privatizing it. So that way you don't have to deal with the unnecessary bureaucracy that is the government, right? And, you know, like I say, first of all, like I say, with all my product ideas that I talk about, or at least the ones I think they're really good, which are the ones that I talk about, I don't talk about the stupid ideas. <laughs> if anyone takes this idea, you owe me compensation, all right? That's all I gotta say. If you take the idea, you owe me compensation besides that though let's hop into the episode so we're doing this episode on paradoxes and i don't really know how i got the idea for this episode well i mean i know how i got the idea from this episode but like it would be really hard for me to explain that to you and chances are you wouldn't even believe me if i told you how i got this idea so we're just gonna move past it first one i wanted to hit on is the so, to talk about this one, we have to go back to the year 1638, and a lot happened in the world this year, right? There was a new settlement established in Delaware called New Sweden, so you can go ahead and guess what country they came from. Uh, also, the 80 Years' War had been going on for 70 years at this point, and so no one knew that it was going to go on for another decade. So, so I guess it, they were just calling it the however many years this war takes war? I guess. Not really sure how that went down. But the most important thing going on in the world at this time, well, at least important to this point, <laughs> was that Galileo Galilei, the famous mathematician, he was camped out in Italy and he published his final written work. And he called it Discourses and Mathematical Demonstrations Relating to Two New Sciences which for 1638 was probably an absolutely amazing read, right? Within this, though, he explored a mathematical paradox based on the relationships between two sets of numbers, okay? So he states that on one hand, 
we have square numbers, such as 1, 4, 9, 16, 25, squared numbers, right? On the other hand, we have non-square numbers, so like 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, so on and so forth, right? Now, if you combine these two groups of numbers, the total number of square numbers must be less than the combined total of square numbers and non-square numbers. And that creates a paradox. Why? Because every positive number has to have a corresponding square root. And every square number must have a positive number as its square root. Therefore, it is impossible to have more of one than the other. Now, if that didn't make any sense, then I'm sorry to tell you, but that means that you are an absolutely normal human being. Because I'm pretty sure that didn't make sense to anyone besides Galileo himself. But the conclusion that he draws from this paradox is a little bit easier to understand, right? So he concludes that concepts such as more, less, or fewer can only be applied to finite set of numbers, right? But since there are an infinite set of square and non-square numbers, then those concepts cannot be used, at least, not in this context, right? And that makes sense because more, less, and fewer are adjectives, right? And adjectives at their root are comparison words. And you can't compare two infinite things. Hopefully that makes sense. I mean, either way, like, this is a pretty complex paradox in and of itself. I mean, all mathematical paradoxes are so complex and very much so confusing. So let's move on to something uh, a little more linguistic, right? We'll go with So a mother and her son are walking along the riverbank one evening when out of the water comes a crocodile and it snatches up the boy, right? Now the mother, desperate to get her son back, begs the crocodile to release him. And the crocodile decides to make a deal with the mother. So he says to her, if you can guess correctly whether or not I will give you your son back, then I will return your son to you. So, if the crocodile intends to give her son back, and the mother guesses that he's going to give the son back, then she gets her son back. But if the crocodile didn't intend to give her son back, and she guesses that he didn't intend to give her son back, then she would get her son back, which would then go against the crocodile's intentions, so that means the crocodile intended to give the son back, which then means she guessed wrong, so she won't get her son back. It's a paradox. It's kind of like the liar's paradox, right? Where it's like, this statement is a lie, right? So like if the statement is a lie, then that means the statement is true, which therefore means the statement itself is a lie. It's a, it's, it's a paradox, right? It, it just, it's a loop of intentions and meaning. This entire episode is a version of the bootstrap paradox, right? Because I'm assuming that right now I'm listening to this episode to determine if I'm going to copy it or not, but that's not really a decision because the decision has already been made. I have to copy this episode in order for this episode to exist so that way I can copy it. But with that being said, who originally made the episode for me to copy. Guess we'll never know. So, what do you think? Gonna copy it? 
Well, by the sound of it, I don't really have a choice, do I? Yeah, not really. I guess that kind of ruins your Fader Free Will episode, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. But if you're from the future, right, tell me something that's going to happen. Uh, well, your outro is going to start in like three seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it really... But if you like this episode, if you enjoyed the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good jazz to let me know that you like it. This episode took some work, but I'm really proud of it. I think this was a good one. I like, I like this one. <laughs> but uh, if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Because good friends give friends good things, and they don't have to go back in time to do it. You could do it right now, because you want to be a good friend. So give your friend a good thing. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at Hat on the IGs. And as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. You already know what it is. So, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.